Welcome to the Corporate Corner. My name is Mats Andersson. And I'm Ariel Green Andersson. We'll share with you conversations with people from around the world about their corporate experiences. At TCC, we look forward to together creating community. Welcome to the Corporate Corner. I'm Mats Andersson from Sweden. And I'm Ariel Green Anderson and from California. And uh, yeah, we are uh, doing our first podcast today. Uh, the idea of the Corporate Corner is to talk about everything that is happening in the corporate life. So small talk about management, bad management, how you motivate people, how you um, move a company forward, how you keep people happy while moving a company forward, how you manage, how you handle layoffs. And we want to do this with by, on one hand, Ariel and myself small talking around it every now and then, and also having some awesome guests coming and talking about their careers and what they've done successfully and where, where they failed and where they suffered and uh, where they've been happy. I mean, corporate life is somehow part of everybody's life unless you're an entrepreneur from day one in your life until the last day. And then even then it's corporate life. So you can't, you can't stay out of, of, um, of corporate and it's impacting us in so many ways, uh, positively and negatively. Um, right, whether, whether you have a job in corporate or not, Definitely somebody you know or related to or in relationship with often uh, has uh, some connection to corporate as well as, you know, you just may have to deal with things connected to corporate that just don't make sense and make you crazy. It could even be, you know, returning an item and the way the corporate structure is set up and the lack of power that your salesperson has, for example, is also a reflection on the corporation or the, the company that uh, is hiring that person low on the lower down and on the ladder versus as well like the the stories that we'll have as you kind of move up the ladder. Uh, you have a lot of people that you'll be talking to that are further up. Uh, maybe we should we will also you know talk to people kind of further down and their experiences as well to balance things out since our listeners may be on all, all different runs. Yeah, on all of different. Yeah, exactly. And I mean the. And it could be also the silent partner at home who is taking care of the kids <laughs> and only hearing the other. And how part- they're affected. Yeah, and how they're affected by the partner. <laughs> because rare, I think rarely people are coming home and saying, I work in the best company on, in the world. It's amazing. My colleagues are all fantastic. It's, it's, uh, well, and uh, even when you do, there are days when it's not like yeah, that. Yeah, I think most of the I time. I mean, I know people who work for Google and have an amazing experience, and they also have days that are hard versus, you know, your company or the companies that I've worked for. I mean, Amazon, blah, 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 whatever it is. Everybody has positive and negative days because we're human beings. Yeah, exactly. And nobody is perfect, even the most conscious of companies making the attempt to be more aware of their people and whatnot you know it's just reality and i also we um, also want to touch base on the cultural difference because where i think where you say that you're from california and i think that an average californian person coming home after work is maybe somehow positive i don't know in europe i, I, would, I would say, say we most have people different are negative expectations than yeah. europeans yeah it doesn't mean we have different experiences because the sad reality is that uh 
somehow companies are not learning from other companies and from their own mistakes and whatnot, which is part of why we were inspired to do this. But you, you only learn by your own mistakes, never by others. You can't be told what mistakes right. not to As do. we know from, you know, having a family. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody who has a family so or maybe yourself, you know. Yeah. Maybe a word on who we are. So I'm Matt. I'm from Sweden. I've been recently kicked out from the company I worked for in a quarter of a decade. So it's a damn long time. Uh, it was, uh, I started out there in uh, the 90s in Luxembourg in a clearing house, worked uh, on the development side, then I moved, we were bought, acquired by the German Stock Exchange. I moved to Prague, I was setting up the company there together with another colleague and uh, been running it for 10 years and then uh, the headquarter management thought that there's a need for a change. You can't have the same people running the company in steady state as the ones who built it. And uh, so there, here I am now, unemployed, feeling quite okay with it. But I, I'm still kind of intrigued with this journey uh, that that I've been through. And uh, I mean, I, I met amazing people. Uh, still, I, I have the impression that there's an inertia in the in the corporate life. It, it's difficult to get the the best. The sum of all good people is kind of less than their absolute sum, I would say. Mm. You, you don't really getting the maximum out of it, especially when you add cultural differences, when you add geographical uh, distance differences in, in IT, then especially it's really difficult to to uh, yeah, get the maximum out of the team. So there's a lot of frustrations. There's a lot of toxic people uh, in a corporate organization like that. And they, you can have one strong toxic person uh, literally destroying lives for people. And uh, it's terrible to, to watch that happen. And uh, probably almost like the people who are doing it they don't even realize it so i uh, yeah the, the the idea here is to dig deeper down into it and um, try to understand the mysterious life of a corporate and that's why we created the corporate corner that i will mainly be running and i will be my co-host every now and then i over to you who are you yeah uh well uh, I'm a conscious life and business coach here in Prague and the world since I talk to clients all over. Uh, I have been on the various rungs of the ladder. Uh, I started my working career as a teenager in a company at the most bottom that you could be nearly and uh, worked my way up and was the youngest general manager in my company where I did very well. I was one of those gung-ho, drank the Kool-Aid, <laughs> um, uh, follow the plan uh, uh, people. I did, you know, kind of add my creative dashes of whatever to motivate my people. I was very much more people-oriented uh, as a manager, which worked and didn't work at different points. People were quite successful. And then at a certain point, I was getting quite burned out. And I found myself moving in the direction of training and development, which back in the 80s, early 90s was not called coaching. But most of those people are probably all calling themselves coaches now, as many of us trainers have moved into both. Uh, 
And at a certain so, point, I sorry to interrupt you. You, yeah. you said you said you were burnt out. What happened? I found, and actually similar to you, uh, I think I found that the message that I was getting from corporate, what they wanted me to be sending to the people, what they actually were saying behind the scenes and the results were not all matching up. I, it's something felt really out of alignment. I was getting completely burned out because I felt the messages were mixing around and I was trying to find a way to align them. It wasn't working. And, uh, so eventually I found myself having to move on. Actually, I moved into a smaller company and uh, that had its own challenges. So it was really great for me to learn the difference between, you know, where you have to wait for approval and plug something into the computer and request something and hope that it actually comes back, you know, within the week or month to, you know, being able to t turn around and talk to the buyer and the, the owner and the director and whatever, all in the same room very, very different experience, but with its own different challenges at the same time, different set of resources and, you know, more personal, more emotional. Uh, so, and it was also, I made the switch during the beginning of the recession in the nineties. So that was challenging. I actually, that's happened to me a couple of times moving in the middle of a recession without realizing the recession was actually starting. So that, that has its own challenges. I eventually ended up um, coming to Europe for the first time, falling in love with the area and actually leaving all of that, uh, um, going back to school because I was inspired to come back to, to Europe, do, looking at psychology and how people work because that's where I got excited inside of the whole structure of corporate and actually uh, then leaving everything behind for a while because of illness, coming to Europe, doing absolute opposite, polar opposite to what I'd been doing before. I was working in a club and <laughs> completely different. Then I went into international school teaching because I had taught before in uh, California at a last stop school. So I started teaching all different grade levels and I just felt like everything was teaching me something for life and actually coming back again to the corporate culture to heal something that I felt had, was broken when I left and I was still hopeful somehow. And I, I did end up coming back into training and development and even team building at one point and then full circle back to coaching, which was the training and development that had sort of started in the 90s. And it's much more fulfilling for me to do the coaching because it's much more personal, which is where I thrive and I get excited because I get to hear the personal stories. I get to hear about the CFO who has all the money and all the things that he ever wanted and dreamed of and can't figure out why it's not working and then kind of has an aha moments and realizes that wow, this corporate culture isn't working that I'm in and my body's telling me something, really looking at people more holistically and getting really excited about people having self-realization and realizing what they need, whether it's to stay inside their company and grow it in a different way, which I've had that experience where people have been able to make changes inside their companies because they were it was a smaller company or one that's listening or realizing that they needed to move on to something completely different because it, it really wasn't working. And I, the interesting thing for me is 90s, what are, where are we, 30 years later, I'm still seeing the same dis-ease or illness inside of the corporation world. It, it's, it's 
mind-boggling to me. Well, why why would it be better? You, I you know I like to you know we we always say you know look at history to see what's going to happen in the future or don't reinvent the wheel or la la la. There's so many things out there, and yet it seems like for some reason nobody's following that. Or yeah. no, it's not true, not nobody, but there's still a majority who seems to not be following that. But or that... they put on a face of let's do things the way these dynamic companies in Colorado and or you know California or whatnot see how they're doing it, you know, and let's let's do that, you know, and yeah, yet but, they, but, it's, it tends to be just a facade. But but still, and the, you have the these illness companies. is still inside the companies. You you still have these. Uh... New companies or the, the the giant four like Facebook, Google, or Amazon, uh, uh, Microsoft. Where it's said now that it's fantastic uh, working environment. Everything is done for the employees with free candies and uh, sodas and And I I and hope that that's true. I mean, I did know people back when I was still living, when I was living again in California for a while in the early millennium, new millennium. Uh, who talked about how great it was. And I talked to some people who had some real challenges with the personalities that were running things and that they didn't feel that it worked for everybody. But then I guess you, you move companies then. Whereas I feel that the dynamic here in Europe is a little different. People like yourself stay in the same company for a really long time. They have job protection much more so than a lot of companies and people hop around a lot more from my experience, and maybe they're doing that now here too. For example, in Prague, you know, a lot of your guys probably, and girls, women, will uh, as well move around now, but they stayed because of you. So that probably... Well, I'm not sure if they stayed because of me, but I think... Well, was, not just you. I mean, yeah, you, and, you and Michael, I think, would yeah, have made a big it, difference. It was so. a safe environment to stay in. And um, yeah, I mean, Europe especially, there's a couple of countries where it's, you... you cannot really lay off people it's very very difficult so which is a plus and a minus because at the same time i don't think that people who are not adding to things should be protected no i mean <laughs> you know i it, think I, if you're I, not yeah. if you're taking people down with toxicity for example and you're bringing people down with your attitude and you're not actually participating and and adding to things i don't know that i think it's helping people to have them first come back to what i have said this whether which societal job setup is the best? It's, it's, a, it's a large discussion. I come from a very protective country in the north of Europe, Sweden, which still has a, a lot of creativity, a lot of, of uh, good engineers and a lot of good ideas coming out of a quasi-communist system. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Uh, yeah, but it but it, it has a lot of similarities to Czech Republic, and as yeah. a non-Swede, I can say, "Oh, you see it, and you feel it." So yeah, C coming back to something you said earlier, uh, when you work uh, as a coach and with people, do you re do you believe change is possible on a personal level? Well, personally, no. I mean, people talk about change a lot as coaches and consultants and whatnot. I personally don't believe in that word. It, I don't think that it's, we use the word change a lot. I personally believe that we don't change. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't feel like a change from the outside or even from the inside to some degree. I think that the same issues, the same personality, all of that remains. 
but I do believe that we, if we are motivated and we're, we have, uh, we're willing to put the energy there. I do believe that you can work with things, uh, work with who you are. If your tendency is, for example, my automatic tendency is to be a person who sleeps in, who doesn't read directions before I do things, who, you know, uh, would prefer to have more freedom rather than a rigid schedule. However, if I find something that motivates me to do things differently, or I realize that the people around me are stressed by that, for example, I can work that. And if I choose to, as a person, I can, I don't believe you're changing because I think you still are that person who, who, uh, naturally, you know, defaults to those things, but you can work with it because it always feels to me like work to get up earlier, to, um, force myself into a more rigid schedule to whatever, but I can work with it. You know, I had a job where, you know, I love teaching kids. I love teaching kids. I love coaching, but I also absolutely love teaching kids. So I can for periods of time, but I know that if it goes too long, I, 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 I'm not a good person, yeah. but if for, for a period, of sh- a limited period of time, I, I was able to adjust. I get a yeah. call at six o'clock in the morning. Some one, one director even called me even earlier than that. And, uh, and would say, Hey, we really need you. Could you work for the next three days? And I would go in and I love that work long term. It doesn't work for me, but I could adjust. Or you have people around you who need to know when they're going to see you in the office so that they can depend on having being able to communicate you with, with you or whatnot. So you can say, okay, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I'm going to be in the office at you know from 8:30 to lunchtime, and we can talk about things. Then the latter part of the day will be my you know focus time you know at home office or whatever you can find ways to to move around but you're not i don't believe that you're changing yeah for, exa- that, for example if you if you know. you're a, if you're a micromanaging manager uh, and you drive <laughs> you, you you drive everybody nuts with your con- <laughs> with your control issues oh. uh, i mean how likely you most likely it, so if you do a corporate career how regardless of how successful you are you will at some point in time be forced to go to some training or uh, reflect on yourself because people will be so annoyed with you. But I, yeah, but and, and then you're gonna come out and you're gonna on the surface change. But the micro, the, the, this control, the need for control and micromanaging that I, ha- I have seen so many of these managers and they're not changing. Doesn't matter how many uh, shrinks or, or trainings you send them to. But that's, there's a mix of things happening there. Like one, it's not just about the fact that they can't change. It's the way we do things and how we think and whatnot is not that different from, for example, an addiction. So if you, you can't take an addict or an alcoholic or whatever, you know, different addictions, we all have different addictions. Let's not get into that now. But uh, if I, if I take my friend and force them to go to a clinic to clean up, and that's not their choice. And they don't have the awareness, this is something I need to do, want to do. Nothing's going to happen. I'm sorry. Like, I have the difference between the coaching clients I've had who, where the management has decided everybody's getting coaching sessions and somebody comes to me is massive difference yeah, yeah. in an outcome. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes 
when I really could show people, now I had the experience here once where I went into a company and it was the, the, the manager who had brought me in and because she thought it was going to be helpful to people, but they didn't feel safe. So once in the beginning, the first few sessions, nothing happened. Some of those people realized after I was able to really show them and express to them that you, your sessions are confidential. And some of them actually realized, hey, I could use this to my benefit. Someone else is paying for the fact that I'm here and I can use this. And they did turn around and actually think about what they, could, they felt that they needed help with. And then they were able to get benefit. But if that turnaround doesn't happen, I had a couple of people who said, you know what? We're just wasting each other's time. I don't want to be here. Yeah. And I had to let them go. And I, I, would, I said to the owner, like, look, you know, or the, the manager, the reality is that uh, um, it just doesn't make sense. She's completely uh, fighting it. And it's stressful for me and for her. And if they don't want to be there, there's just it, it doesn't make sense. It's just a waste of energy and it's not worth it. Uh, so, and it's not to say I'm giving up on someone, but if they don't want to be there, it doesn't make sense. So I think people are often sent to trainings. I love the intention of it. People that, um, that managers want to give their people something or they feel, wow, these people are unconscious and I want to help them to be conscious, but you can't, you can lead a horse to water, right? Yeah. But you can't make them drink. So that's the other piece. It's not just that people can't change. They have to want to have a different outlook. Yeah. It's not about just change. They have to want to uh, be there to yeah, have the conversation. That's, that's for sure. It does come from the inside. But I, but I but think tricky, o- so. often successful managers or managers who are successful with their managers are not always successful with their people. And they are at a certain time forced to do the training. And then you're right. It won't help if it doesn't come from the inside. I mean, that said, I, I'm not saying stop sending your people to these um, trainings. However, uh, and I know that some companies, some countries, now it depends on where you are as well and your mentality around these things. You know, here in the Czech Republic and perhaps some other countries close by, I can't say exactly, uh, my experience from the last yeah. is that uh, people find that these trainings, even if you have the most amazing person coming, they just think it's bullshit. And they don't want to be there. So then then in this particular country, it's not always like, yay. And if you say you have the opportunity to go to this and see if your people want to go, like nobody will go. Yeah. Because they don't feel safe. Yeah. And, and sometimes that's quite correct because some companies do use it in a way that's not okay. Yeah. Um, you know, as far as information and all of that. And you've had the experience yourself where you have the upper management sitting in the room and nobody's going to talk honestly. So there's no point in having that 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 no. uh, workshop for example but we'll come back to that but yeah then, we come back to places business, like in california where i live where i was people would say great they're paying for something they're offering me something great this is going to go on my resume because people are thinking about moving around <laughs> so you often are thinking great i'm going to get a google training or i'm going to get a you know five days of coaching, you know, uh, focus groups. This is going to be fantastic. I absolutely can use this. It'll help me in my future. Great. But that's not always the attitude. And maybe also not in California in some circles. But um, so it also depends on, on your, co- your corporate culture of 
confidentiality, safety, and people's attitudes towards learning something new. So I don't think people should give up on it because there could be some people in that group who are like, this is fantastic. Even here in Czech, there might be a couple people in the room. And for me as a trainer and coach, if there's one person in the room, I'm happy if somebody got something out of it. Though when you have those other people in the room who really don't want to be there, they can really bring everybody down so it's yeah you know, it maybe, maybe you have something where you say you can leave at lunch if you really think this is bullshit and then you just have yeah. to deal with that i don't know so yeah. i know we're bumping up against time uh, yeah sure we're back yeah no we, that, no that that's uh that's a, a whole podcast in itself we're going to talk more about that we're going to talk a lot about cultural differences don't generalize it's uh, you People always said, but that's exactly what you can do. Germans are in a certain way. Belgians are in a certain way. Overall. The French, overall, yeah. overall. And the Swedish are Swedish. Uh, and Czech people are amazing Czech people, but they all have some general treats that makes... We uh, all do. We all do. And it, it, it's nothing bad with that. It's just, it, it's, it's perfectly fine. But it's good to be aware of it. If you are leading or working in an international environment, it will, it will give you a a better understanding of why people react in the way they do and also how you can better help them and create a successful dynamic uh, combining all the, the best things of all cultures. But we are going to talk much more about that in the coming episodes. Now stay tuned for a little short while and we are coming back to you. So now we're sitting here several months later listening to our zero or first podcast and uh, we've since then done a couple of interviews that we are going to present in the next weeks and it was really interesting to re-listen to this. Yeah, I'm just smiling uh, because we haven't gone back to the zero cast, the, the first cast for a while and it's... I, I'm really happy to see that our intentions for the show have, are already in motion without really consciously doing it. it. was something that we, you know, we put out there for ourselves. We didn't write it on a wall or anything, and it managed to come through quite naturally. intuitively and naturally yeah. because uh, one of the things that we have in common is when we're doing interviews is, yeah, we might have a couple questions we hope to hit, but we both work best allowing the sort of intuitive flow of what's meant to happen between you guys. Um, you've been doing the last interviews and these things have been hit that we talked about. Cultural issues, difference between the European and the American continent. A lot of these things have come through in the in the conversations with more than one person even. Yeah, we're listening. We're going to, in the next weeks, listen to some really interesting people and what they have to share about their their careers and experiences with, with this. Uh, and they've been really open. So you guys are going to definitely uh, find some things to connect in with. And next week is quite a, uh, a great first interview. Yeah, next week we, <laughs> we, we, we have a very interesting guest. We don't, we won't disclose it yet. But it's, uh, he's, he's, he uh, worked as a, uh, quite high up decision maker in a company that you all know. And he touched up on many of the the subjects that, that we were kind of wanted to very hear authentic, about. Very authentic, very open. Uh, he has a lot of experience, a lot of uh, reflection around this. 
had over 8,000 uh, people working under him. Well, and we had to go all the way to Denver to see him. We did. We yeah. did. We actually went there for that interview. That was important for us. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited. You guys have to tune in yeah. next week. Thanks for listening to The Corporate Corner. If you want to know more about us, read our blog and see notes about today's show and link to the podcast, go to our website, www.thecorporatecorner.net. There you also find links to our social media presence as well as means to support us. If you want to get in touch or share a corporate experience, write us at info at thecorporatecorner.net. We would love to hear from you. Have an excellent corporate week and talk to you soon.